a message from our sponsors for this week, McDolan's. 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 <laughs> I'm, I, I'm fluffing it. Boop, 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 beep, boop. I'm fluffing it. Do you think we're going to get a <laughs> copyright infringement lawsuit because of this? No, 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 because it's, it's not the other company. It's an, an entirely distinct legal entity called McDolan's. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, those silver arches. <laughs> the classic silver arches of McDolan's. <laughs> yeah, go to mcdolanscom slash be positive to get 30% off your next can of paint. Because that's what McDolan's does. Yep, they only do paint. Paint. Edible paint. Edible. Did you see that meme that's been doing the rounds? No. A grandpa who ate a quart of paint because he thought it was yogurt. What? Is he okay? Did he make it? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's a picture of him with the paint like around his mouth. Um, and he doesn't look super happy Ooh. about it, but I, I think he's alive I, at least. Ooh, I can only imagine um, what his body must be going through. Uh, wow. <laughs> Luckily, he shopped at McDolan's. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> Did we have anything else to do on this side of the episode? Uh, no, I think that does it for our corporate-funded edible paint hour, uh, bringing us yep. all the way flip-flopping to our B-side production, Be Positive. Positive. The positive B-movie B-movie podcast. Perfectly yeah, insane. the brightest star on this side of the sun. <laughs> I am Louis, one half of your host. I am Fraser, and I am flying into the ether to form <laughs> the other half of your host in a Voltron-esque mashup that is yeah. be positive. That's something that we might not have mentioned before, but we are actually just one host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the host with the most heads. Two heads. <laughs> um, I don't even know what's going on, man. I feel, I feel weak and delirious. Even me. Uh, I guess to the, to the listeners, not much time has passed. It's been two weeks since they heard us uh, yapping on about black magic, I guess. But for us... Yes. It's yeah. been longer somehow. Yeah, well, we, we recorded some episodes in advance. You've been on holiday. Yeah. I've been not that, <laughs> doing other things. So it's, it's been a while. I, f I feel a little rusty. Yep. But I can feel the power coming back. Oh, yeah. Ooh, get through the magic of casting. Getting jazzed. So this week, uh, <laughs> uh, following in. The long-held tradition of us announcing a film and then not doing that film. And then uh, <laughs> we are not covering *Crippled yes. Avengers*, but in fact, sorry for all of those of you who uh, who bought it on Amazon, got it shipped to your location, yeah. watched it. Yeah. Um, we're we're not doing it. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, right now. We should probably put something on Twitter about that, and I'm gonna say we did. Yes, because technically, this is in the future. That will have happened in the future past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, days of future present. So yes, this week instead of the crippled Avengers, we are doing the five deadly venoms, which is the first film in not a series. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, crippled Avengers was also released as the return of the five deadly venoms but yeah. apparently it's it's not 
It's not a sequel. It's an entirely different movie, except just with the same cast and director. So they, I guess for American audiences, they marketed it as a sequel. Could it be possible that Crippled Avengers is just the B-roll from The Five Deadly Venoms? It might be. We'll, we'll have to investigate. Yeah, we'll have to watch it at some point. Just a couple of quick little announcements before we slip yes. on into that slippery, slippery plot synopsis. Uh, snaky, even. Toady, even? Toady, maybe even centipedal? That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> That's a word. Um, we recently changed our podcast hosting service. Uh, we moved yes. from Shout Engine to Anchor. I love that you're doing very specific hand gestures for both of those oh, yeah. names. It is uh, contractually required by Canis Radio. They have given yeah, me very specific... Because they know, <laughs> they know that nothing, tra nothing translates as well as hand gestures in audio. Exactly. Well, actually, if we could do like some kung fu sound effects, we could... That would be, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. It's, it's also funny uh, when I used to be all up in the martial arts world, some people, when they are sparring, do tend to make their own kung fu swooshing noises. Really? Yeah. Do they do their own kung fu, like the the impact? Yeah, because actual martial arts impacts are more of a soft, wet thud of mm. flesh to flesh, and even like bone on bone mm -hmm. is mm. not... <laughs> bone on bone is not a very loud, hard sound. Uh, I'm just going to keep going. God damn. Bone on bone is my new band name. It's my, my boy <laughs> band name. Uh, bone on bone is also the title of the Goatman fanfic that I'm writing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I derailed you once again. Um, yeah, so we moved really to Anchor. <laughs> yeah, we moved to Anchor and yes. I hope it's a little bit of a more better situation with Anchor. I guess it's easier to find sponsors through Anchor and all that sort of jazz. Uh, and I've heard of people who've made two whole dollars wow. from Anchor sponsorship. Yeah, so I that's could, exciting. I could do with a couple of dollars yeah I mean, I mean i couldn't do much but i could do uh, it could be a hat if you're really cold yeah. it could be gloves you yeah. could make gloves could buy some drinks maybe i don't know if you could buy drinks. couple with... cans of canada dry canada if they're dry. canadian dollars that's my new favorite drink. Oh, yeah. i don't know what is canada dry i am it's in a, asia it's a ginger and... ale Ooh. yeah it's very good it's okay. it's like not like the Schweppes one, which is quite bad. Uh, yeah. This one is good, and that's my review. That's a good review. Sponsor uh, us, Canada Dry. I, that would be nice, Canada Dry. Why aren't you sponsoring us? We've already plugged your product. Jeez. God. We should just right, send them so an invoice. <laughs> we should. Uh, and then also probably the contact details of our lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're, we're on Anchor now. Everything should be fine, but feel free to yeah. let us know on Twitter or Facebook if anything's bugging out for you. I think, yeah. I don't know what caused it or if it's just on my side, but with the last episode, the two previous episodes also showed up uh, as new episodes in my podcatcher. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's just a, a little first you know a little transitional hurdle yeah 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 we were mid-transition at the time and anchor was not showing all the episodes so i uploaded more episodes into anchor and then uh... just so that we have the episode history on anchor but yeah so you might be listening to the same episode twice in which case i Thanks. apologize and also thank you <laughs> Again, okay, is that it for housekeeping? Yep, the house is now clean, and now we can slip on the banana peel that is the plot synopsis. <laughs> am I am I synopsizing? 
I believe it is your turn. Okay, great. So, we open on an old man in a pot. <laughs> this, uh, so I had to just point that out, he's in a pot. Um, and he's being boiled. This, he is literally being boiled. I think, like, to cure him uh, or to heal yeah. him preserve him maybe i don't know it, it is a very chinese thing yeah but he's supposed to drink the hot water not be I living stew inside. himself <laughs> yeah um yeah so this is the master of the venom clan he's approaching his death and and feeling some serious remorse for all the bad crimes the venom clan has perpetrated over the years under his tutelage the man who's making Sensei stew uh, is the sixth deadly venom. The master instructs him to find one through five, find out what they're up to, find out who they are, and beat them to the, uh, the venom clan's accumulated profits and give that to a charity to make up for all the wrongs they've done. Yeah. So number six... Uh, right, we should probably just talk about who the five Venoms are. So, yeah. each Venom has been trained in a different style of Kung Fu that gives them like a different power as well as a different weakness. Uh, number one is the Centipede. His power is exa exactly that. He strikes incredibly quickly. I think his style is also called like 100, 100 Arms style. So, he oh. he's just like lightning bolts just coming in wrecking your stuff up real quick but when you do see him later on he's not at all faster than anyone else he, he does more like flailing in the air like he's he does that <laughs> yeah, he does the yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. so yeah. i mean that's kind of that makes him faster i guess then we have snake snake guy number two he uses little claw attacks to pinpoint your weak spots and like he does he can jab his fingers through your flesh yeah and he can also somehow crawl along the ground on his back yeah he kind of yeah he's very special. agile so he can like sail around yeah he can slither uh, what do you, uh it slither it's, yeah it's a useless power to have and i I'm going to get to well, it later, but it does seem not all that magical in comparison to the others and also no. much less I useful. mean, there's one that stands out as the clear winner of the power lottery. But okay, oh, yeah. so number three is the Scorpion brother. He uh, has a really badass kick and his arms are used in a pincer-like motion. So, so he hugs scorpion. real bad. He hugs yeah. hard and fast. And also he's got darts that he throws. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not included in the master's summary of what he does, but he, like his darts seem to actually be his most powerful tool. Improvisation. He evolved. <laughs> Scorpion <laughs> is evolving. <laughs> then number four is the lizard, who uh, is also pretty agile and also can stand on walls. <laughs> like, this, this, this is... one is like legit magic um yeah insane. he like that's like that's like a superpower that's not just very good at martial arts that's that, that's literal magic yeah so he's standing like horizontally with his feet on the wall and he can just like stick around like that and then number five is the toad who is uh, invincible he cannot be hurt yeah. unless you find his weak spot, which becomes yeah. a plot point later on. As, as it turns out, if you stab him in both ears at the same time, <laughs> he becomes vulnerable. Which is my weak spot also. Which, yeah, oh I man, I probably shouldn't be saying that uh, in, a, in a broadcast. You'll just delete that, right, Fraser? Yes, of course. It's not like I'm going to amplify the volume. No, why would you do something like that? <laughs> What's your weak spot? My weak spot is anywhere around my glasses because mm -hmm. somehow I'm not, my brain isn't compensating very well for my glasses because I haven't had them for a long time. Yeah. So 
I'm just surrounded by blind spots where usually I was pretty perceptive when I was back when I was just blind. So <laughs> now like I won't see things and you know, I'll bump into a yeah. table and shit and just be like, Where where'd that table come from? Oh, it's my glasses. So your your weak spot is your field of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I'm very easy to sneak up on now. Okay. My I mean I'll keep that in mind. If you ever need to sneak up on me from the front, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the master wants number six to... Uh, number six is not... He's not specialized. He's kind of got a yeah. smattering of each style. And he's also not super experienced or, or trained. Master did not have enough time to train him properly. Yeah, he's been training for three years. Um, in my martial arts experience, that would be like mid midway through like the the lower level belts uh, of yeah. advancement. I mean, he has he, also he, been training, you know, like 24-7 for those three years, but yeah, still, still yeah. lower level. I mean, he can also do the lizard thing. He can do the lizard thing. He can do the snake thing. He can, he can do a yeah. little bit of, uh, I guess, a little bit of everything except invulnerability. Yeah, which is the thing I would have wanted the most. Oh, yeah. So the master tells him, I don't know what these guys look like. I don't know their names. I don't nope. know where they are. But you got to find them. You've got to avenge the terrible things that I did. Right my wrongs, young lad. So he goes to the town and starts peeping out, uh, trying to look for people who are suspiciously skilled at Kung Fu. I guess, coincidentally, all the Venoms ended up there. Now, the title of the film kind of implies that they're uh, a gang or a group or BFFs, but they're not. So one and two know each other and four and five know each other but they don't know who the other ones are. So the whole film yeah. is this process of them kind of unraveling each other's secret identities. So number one, Centipede is shacking up with number two, who's um, a very powerful businessman in the town now. Uh, number three... Scorpion. Scorpion, yeah. Uh, should we spoil? I guess it's fine. Uh, number three is a chief uh, police officer. Or like a captain, what do you call it? Like a head constable, or uh, you know, a high up police officer. Yeah. Number four, the lizard is his partner, but they don't know that they are each other. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, number yeah. five, the toad. He's a big, beautiful boy who just hangs out in the restaurant, drinking wine all day. Some would call him an alcoholic. Some some would call him an alcoholic but probably not to his face. But you could, because he wouldn't be hurt at all by your words being invulnerable. No, but that's the thing. Sticks and stones can't break his bones, but words will always hurt him. That's, that's his real his true weak weakness. Point. Yeah. It's <laughs> a fragile ego. Um, <laughs> so all of them are after the treasure, which is being kept by the master's old associate, who is now serving as a bookkeeper for the Lord slash judge. Unsure exactly how that role works. Uh, he's some form of bureaucrat. Centipede and Snake break into the old bookkeeper's house, demands to know where the treasure is, but they kind of get a little bit carried away with their violence and accidentally kill him by just, oh boy, just kicking him till he's dead. Dumping the stuff. shit out of that old man. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then they, oh. they leave without the treasure because they couldn't find it and they killed the only person who knows where it is. But Scorpion sneaks in through the window, finds it in a candle, a hollowed out candle, a little map that leads to the treasure. And of course, numbers three and four, Scorpion and Lizard, are assigned to investigate this brutal massacre. True. Homeless gambler guy, what's his name? Uh, Menfa? I just called him yeah. multi-style guy. No, 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 but it wasn't multi-style man. It was the beggar, the oh, yeah, gambler. Yeah, yeah. He sees Centipede peering out of the house suspiciously. So he knows who, who did the killing. He goes and snitches, says it was this guy with the beard uh, that lives with Hong, who is Snake. Um, 
and they go arrest centipede but one of the main the main problems in this little town is that corruption is just absolutely rife so it's all over the place snake bribes the judge and then also beats and bribes the beggar to instead say that it was toad who done it because toad helps the cops to uh, arrest centipede because the cops are no match for his kung fu so exactly. um, they must use toad and then obviously snake is like oh my god this guy is literally indestructible uh i we cannot uh, i don't know we need to stop him somehow yeah so they devise some really fun tortures for him they mm. get a so um, much torture coat of 10,000 needles which is kind of like an iron maiden kind of thing yeah and my dub they literally just called it an iron maiden yeah the dub, I, I watched it with the dub and the subs oh and they were very hardly the same thing so it was like yeah kind of watching two different dialogues play out it's pretty weird trippy but so they they torture him with that bad boy they put on what's it the red coat Ooh, yeah well, it's just this metal back piece of armor that they've hit up on the fire um and burn the crap out of his back with just melt his whole back even though he doesn't confess they kind of take his limp hand and draw an x on the confession uh, which means he gets to get executed. But the dirty, rotten cop kills him with some napkins. The deadliest paper. They kind of, they waterboard him to death, basically. At first I thought it would be waterboarding, but then they wet his face and they put a sheet of paper over that and they wet that and they put more sheets of paper and then that seals all the airways uh, yeah. and then smothers him. I was really sad when Toad died because he was yeah, really, me too. out of all the deadly venoms, he was my favorite because he was kind of innocent in the whole thing. He was helping out, you know, he was with Lizard on the let's find this dude and help out train. Yeah, I was, I was also a little surprised. I was like, he can't be dead. He, he can't be really. He just held his breath and the moment they're gone, he's going to jump up and find some way to escape. But no, then they hang him as well yeah, so yeah. he's very very dead definitely not coming back for the sequel <laughs> well he must maybe it's his ghost maybe it's maybe uh, he's playing his own son maybe he's playing his, his own, own twin son. brother yeah maybe there were two toads <laughs> so snake and centipede then go on a little cleanup mission to kill everyone who knows anything about this so they kill the beggar they kill the dirty cop and that seems to mostly have cleaned it up for them, but they still don't have the treasure. At which point... Oh yes, Lizard returns, having been sent away to, I guess, just get him out of the way so they can do all this crime stuff. And yeah. he returns, figures out what had happened in his absence, and with the help of number six, Mr. Multi, they go for their revenge to take out Centipede, Snake, and Scorpion, who also shows up. Yeah, so Scorpion shows up, still in the guise of the police captain or whatnot, uh, and he vows to help them. But once their confrontation with Centipede and Snake happens, Scorpion sort of waits around to see who's going to come out on top. Yeah. And when the tide of the battle starts turning against Snake and Centipede, Scorpion steps in and darts the shit out of Snake, effectively taking him out of the fight. Yeah, his, his behavior is almost more Snake-like than Snake's. Yeah, yeah. Look, Snake is all devious and, and a sneaky, a sneaky, devious, basically a Underhanded. South African politician. Or just any politician. Yeah, I guess. They're, they're all fuckheads. You, you heard it here first. Bam, bam, bam. What a hot take. Politicians Ooh. are bad. Boo how. Not good. Snake is really a slimy guy, always very slick and everything. But in this case, Scorpion really takes the cake in terms of 
underhandedness and flexible loyalty. Uh, I guess more than flexible loyalty, Scorpion is loyal to himself first. Yeah. Whatever he needs to do to reach his goals is what he's going to do. Uh, like when he takes out Snake, he then somehow manages to convince Centipede to fight with him against Lizard and Multi-Guy. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, I guess we just need to wrap it up. Multi-Guy and Lizard do then end up defeating Centipede and Scorpion. And then they find the map and walk away in the end. That's it. That's the movie. Yeah, because uh, Multi-Man says we should definitely go put the boot to the corrupt judge and the corrupt police people and all of these awful evil bad people and lizard says well they'll just put another corrupt judge in place it's fine let's leave them the only thing we can do now is give all this dirty money to a charity yeah and then yeah. they walk out i guess that's their into the sunset moment I mean, I've got some problems with that. Oh, yeah. Look, Lizard was part of the system for so long that he somehow has come to believe that the system is inherently entrenched and impossible yeah. to change or, or dislodge from its position. Uh, so he... He just thinks, yeah, all judges are corrupt. So if we take out this corrupt judge, uh, he's just going to be replaced by maybe someone who's more evil. But then, you know what? Maybe just make an example of the judge and be like, just hey, all, if you're going to be a corrupt judge, then this sort of thing will happen to you. Uh, I'm going to stand on a wall above you. Yeah, and then you'll be freaked out because it's not natural. It's not natural! <laughs> so... I recently read this article, I can't remember what country it was from, but it, it was a country talking about how, or a politician talking about how they dealt with corruption in their country. Yeah. I'll try and find it and post it on the group. But basically what the politician said was, it doesn't help to prosecute corruption from the bottom up which is generally what happens. Of course. Someone gets fired from home affairs for being corrupt, but the head of ESCOM, ESCOM is the power utility company in South Africa, who is most assuredly corrupt because he has no experience in the energy field and he was made the CEO, his only experience being like a year of working at ESCOM. So that's not, that's already not okay. Yeah, so they'll, they'll prosecute the little guys, you know, for, for like taking a 50 or whatever. So what this dude said was you should prosecute as high as you possibly can. And then suddenly when the little guys see, oh shit, the guys at the top are being prosecuted, maybe I shouldn't be taking these chances. And that's called trickle-down justice. Trickle-down justice. Yeah. TM. The only trickle-down that works. T-M-R-C. Uh, you heard it here first, even though it happened somewhere else. Uh, yeah. We just patented it by making it in a thing. Exactly. That's how copyright works, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all podcasting. Uh, you just make a podcast about your product, and then it's yours forever. So can I say that I am the full legal owner of the copyright of Star Wars? Can I do that? Uh, you can say that. Okay. I am the full legal copyright owner of the entire Star Wars franchise. Okay, cool. I'm rich. Uh, but I'm, pre I'm pretty sure George Lucas has, in some audio format, acknowledged that no. in the past. Okay, well, no, okay. George Lucas doesn't Don't. count anymore. I'm taking it from Mickey Mouse, boy. I would not mess with Mickey Mouse. Uh, <laughs> his mouse-style kung fu is far too deadly. <laughs> um, I'd love to see a kung fu Mickey Mouse film. Man, I would pay to make it happen. But unfortunately, I cannot because money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my um, God. <laughs> So As we're we're the old master in the pot, coalescing, <laughs> just like slipping in and out of reality. Do you think that uh, multi guys training was mainly just stoking the flames at the bottom of the pot for three years? Yeah, and then just yeah. sort of trying to catch like random techniques from the master's incoherent ramblings as he was slowly boiled alive. I think that's pretty much exactly what it was. It's like Pi Mei and Kill Bill where half of her training is just carrying wood and cooking food, like cleaning up and stuff. Oh yeah, speaking of Kill Bill, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but the Deadly Viper Squad 
quite a direct reference to the Deadly Venoms. That's pretty cool. Also, another film that came out uh, oh, semi-recently, but I don't know how time works. Uh, it was produced sure. by the Wu-Tang Clan called The Man with the Iron Fists. Uh, and yeah. I, I believe it was Ghostface Killer who played this <laughs> dude uh, whose arms get chopped off and then he replaces it with magical iron fists and he goes oh on this mighty God. kung fu journey. I know Wu-Tang Clan is like mad crazy about the Shaw Brothers uh, yeah. kung fu film. I mean, of course. Yeah, that's, who wouldn't uh, be? That's where they got it. Yeah, so they've been making all these kung fu, like schlocky kung fu movies now recently and we need to do a couple of them because they are we really do. gold. But there's a character in that film called Brass Body who also has the kung fu technique of invulnerability and it's played by nice. Dave Bautista. Nice. But just with a lot more special effects. So when he does his brass yeah. body thing, he literally becomes a metal guy. Well, that's something we can talk about here is how wonderfully well done the fights are. You know, they, oh, yeah. they don't use a lot of waifu. I mean, presumably they do for Lizard, for him to stand on walls and stuff. No, that was all technique, man. That's all him. It's all him just standing yeah, on the I wall. Yeah, I can do it too. I'm a mighty lizard. Right. Watch me stand wow. on those walls. You see it? Watch I'm me sun myself. <laughs> so the, the fight choreography in this is really beautiful. It's, it's very dance-like, and it shows a lot of skill. These yeah. five guys, the titular five Venoms, all went through the Peking Opera School together. Oh. Which is also where Jackie Chan got his uh, start. So... Oh my God. A lot of these Kung Fu guys started out in Peking Opera learning gymnastics and dance and singing and acting um, and of course martial arts. And I think that really gave them the upper hand moving into the Hong Kong movie business because they didn't need to use a lot of like trickery to make their fights look good. So they, you know, they can use shots that are quite a bit longer and a bit wider so you can actually see what's happening in the fight instead of just like cutting every half a second so that you don't yeah. really realize that no one actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's just a bunch of limp flailing yeah. bodies. <laughs> yeah, they do these great fights and they're very stylized, but they, they still feel quite impactful yeah especially at points where for instance snake guy stabs his fingers into someone's ears and, and ruins their brain that stuff still feels quite gruesome the film had a very visceral quality like the tortures as well i found yeah. hard to watch even though they're not super graphic they're they're nowhere near something like hostile but yeah like you said it, it felt like this has some weight to it. This has some gravity yeah. and some significance. What's happening? Oh, and and Scorpion is is still wearing his Peking Opera mask. Oh yeah, that's a big that's a big part of um, the Five Deadly Venoms thing. Is that when they are first introduced to us, and also when uh, the master references them, he says that he doesn't know what they look like because throughout their whole training, which was apparently several years, they wore masks. The masks really look like they would limit your field of view, sort of like my glasses. No, 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 no. They have no? extra sensory perception. They don't need to see. Oh, they have ESPN. I see. Yeah. I see. You know what the masks really do limit is your ability to speak. So yeah. Uh, when Scorpion was doing his dialogue, <laughs> I had no idea what he was saying. Scorpion, dude. Yeah, Scorpion like, would show up and just be like... <laughs> He was kind of like Kenny. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was sort of like watching South Park, this movie. Do you think that was like intentional, um, that that is kind of funny? Nah, I think it was just... I feel like the Shaw brothers weren't into redoing takes where all the dialogue oh, was sure. successfully delivered. So they were like, fuck yes, it's in the bag. And only oh. afterwards they were like, we can't actually hear what this dude's saying, but... Already shooting Bucket. the crippled Avengers, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, no reshoots. Because there, there are some pretty good moments of humor. For instance, when Menfa, the be beggar, sees Centipede in the house right before the murders, he does this wonderful little wobbly leg routine 
where his yeah. legs are, you know, become jelly and he has to pick them up and move them to, to locomote. That was really cute. I did have one thing that was pretty funny to me, but maybe it's just like my context, where the judge is after the murder of the prominent bookkeeper in the court or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. judge rounds up the cops and he tells them, you have 10 days to solve this and then you'll be whipped. So they have 10 days and then yeah. they will be whipped. Like even if they solve it, they're getting whipped. <laughs> they're still getting whipped. <laughs> For every extra day, another whip. I also found that quite funny. Uh, and it really kind of underlines how the power structures in this town work because the police are not going to do their job, you know, investigate a massacre because like 11 people died in that house. Yeah. Um, they're not just going to do their job because it's their job and they care. They literally need to be threatened with physical violence for them to do their job. And of course, the higher up officials all have to be bribed in order to do their jobs. Many a palm is greased in this film and it leads to court dripping in grease filthy greasy court <laughs> it's a nasty slippery place <laughs> um, another thing that i really liked in this film was sort of the build up to the individual fights where mm. uh, these guys have now been built up as ooh, they're these kung fu heavyweight legends and I found myself really excited to be to see the the different fights because we do see oh, yeah. we do see like a bunch of different combos. For instance, the first one we see obviously is Centipede versus Toad, which is very interesting to see Centipede try and deal with Toads. First yeah. of all, very high almost super strength type thing situation and then yeah, also yeah. invulnerability. Yeah, and and also we should mention Toad is he is the buffest of them. He's yeah. ripped to shreds. But then also he's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger buff. No, no. I mean, I guess still that kind of buffness only really became a thing like in the 80s. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the excess uh, of muscle. But he's also the sweetest one. He's got such a lovely kind of soft demeanor. I, which I would understand for someone who is physically invulnerable. You literally don't have a lot to fear, so you get to be yeah, actually. very nice. Um, and as a, as a tall person, I can attest to the fact that like I'm, I'm generally a very calm and even-keeled person because I have that confidence of being just really big, so people yeah. don't tend to mess with me all that much. Yeah, whereas I'm very short, so I just I just fly off the handle at the Yeah, at you're the a volatile powder cake. I'm insane. I'm like Joe Pesci, man. I like Yeah. I've a terrible Napoleon complex. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's really interesting uh, to see these guys face off against each other because it kind of works like a rock paper scissors thing where they you know one yeah. beats one beats the other one that kind of thing yeah and they kind of have to w gauge each, each other's weaknesses so yeah that's a lot of fun and and every time their style like i mean it's all kung fu obviously but you can tell that a lot of thought went into how each character's style is presented and what kinds of moves they pull out in, in a given fight. It's really like Pokemon. It's... Because <laughs> they have these animal a... aspects and, oh, this one definitely beats this one. Oh, it's super uh, yeah, effective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Scorpion versus Toad. Scorpion wins. Grass is weak against poison type, I guess. Yeah. Although they're all poison type. Yeah, yeah. It would then be their Except, secondary uh, typing. Are centipedes actually venomous? Yes. No. Are they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Centipedes. Millipedes are not venomous, but centipedes are most assuredly venomous. And their venom is what? in their legs. You know how their what? legs are really sharp? Yeah. They use that to well, kill. No, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Their legs are little, little, like, sharp needle things like that they needles. walk around on. Yeah, dude, Ooh. and they use that to like stab. You should watch YouTube. Well, I mean, not if you want to sleep ever again, but you should watch vi YouTube videos of them oh, killing rats man. and shit in like oh, the jungles because they're all like, whoosh. it's it's terrifying. And apparently, there used to be centipedes uh, that were like six meters long back uh, in yeah. the in the ancient bug uh, times. I don't want to go back. Very to those terrifying. Times. 
I would not uh, either want to go back, but mainly because the atmosphere would kill us. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, far too oxygen rich for my blood. Wouldn't we just get like super high? We would take one breath and then it would be too much and you would pass out and then probably uh, not regain consciousness until a centipede yeah. eats you. <laughs> <laughs> Which, not the best. Scratch that off the time travel list. Definitely going to see the dinosaurs though. Oh yeah, obviously. So th I, I, there are a couple of lines that I think bring the themes into focus. There's a point where Lizard and I think his partner, I think Scorpion, but still unrevealed, are talking and they're talking about like Toad's apparent suicide. And of course, Lizard doesn't believe a word of it. He, Toad would never kill himself. He was far too sweet a boy to have yeah, done something. Yeah, he knows like his that. friend. Exactly. And he knows, he knows, you know, how corrupt the court is, how corrupt the whole system is. And he says money can cover many wounds or money can hide many wounds, which is definitely a theme that's drawn through this film where a lot of people are paid for their silence or paid to, oh, to yeah. do something that they normally wouldn't. Yeah. And at a certain point, Snake, which I'm quite surprised. I, I would have thought maybe this would have been Centipede, but Snake begins to feel some pangs of guilt after murdering Toad. And he's talking to Scorpion and he asks, you know, when, when can we stop? Yeah, when will the killings end? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, I, I just wanted to become someone who was really skilled at something. I just wanted to become a master. But instead, all I was taught is how to kill people. And that's all I know now. And so now I've killed yeah. Toad. And then I had to kill the other officer. And I had to kill the homeless guy. And, you know, when, when are the killings going to stop? Just as you say. And uh, Scorpion laughs and says, It's an evil Which... Classic line from Scorpion. Oh, beautiful, <laughs> incredible delivery, uh, which translates to uh, once an evil deed is done, it never ends. And that definitely goes throughout the film as well, where even just the originating evil deed of the master establishing the, the Five Venoms clan has kind of reverberated through history and continues to cause violence up until the present day, where it causes yeah. even more violence. If you think about it, the cycle will most likely continue with yeah. Lizard and Multi-Guy potentially going on. I mean, they're, they're planning on doing a nice thing now, but it seems like multi-guy is more planning on doing it than lizard is sort of just humoring him and lizards i mean he's become very cynical and that's also why he has perpetual stubble that's what lets us know that he's the hard-boiled one yeah 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 it's definitely not some paint he spilled on his face no <laughs> it's, it's not makeup that's definitely McDolan's. real beard the, <laughs> the silver arches <laughs> even back uh, that, then that, 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 i'm fluffing it yeah, so yeah, Snake is, is definitely, he's cynical. He's kind of been worn through by the system um, and his involvement oh, in it. You mean Lizard. Oh, sorry, 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 Lizard, yeah. Because he's, I guess he's been on both sides. He's been the criminal and the cop, and he's found that there just isn't really that much of a difference between the two. The film sort of has a kind of libertarian message where it puts forth the concept that the police are just another gang yeah. to be feared and bribed and they perpetrate just as much if not more evil than the poison clan or the venom clan yeah. because part of their standard procedure for questioning a witness or a suspect is torture they just straight jump to torture and yeah even though torture is illegal yeah the judge yeah. says at some point oh that's that's against the law and they're like oh well, well eh. that's fine What's You're the, the law, law, right? We're the law. Yeah, they really show themselves to be... Th their main purpose is, is to protect those in power and to protect yeah. the rich. So in the end, after all this bribery and corruption and stuff, they don't really care about solving the, the murder of the ones anymore. It's really just about keeping themselves out of the fire. On paper, they need to solve the murders just to pacify their own higher up. But yeah. concerning the truth of what happens, they don't really care. They just need a scapegoat. Yeah, exactly. 
I wonder, do you have anything else to mention about the five deadly venoms? I do not, but I do have a rating system for you. I've got a, I've got a quick flash. The usual segment, Louis flashes the audience. Quick flash with wearing Louis. Wearing a trench coat. Let me put my trench coat on. Prepare to be flashed. Here we go. Timer starts now. A couple of quick things that I liked. Venom number six, where, when they go for the last big fight and they're all in their fancy costumes, He's wearing a really nice kind of patchwork, you want stem it, <laughs> little waistcoat. Yeah, and I love he does. How the, the patches kind of reflect his eclectic training style, where he kind of has an aspect of each venom. Uh, so this is just a really nice little piece of production design. And when uh, Lizard finds out that Toad, quote unquote, killed himself, a classic kung fu zoom, you know, a quick snappy zoom onto the face but for a second it goes out of focus and that to me is not because they had a sleepy focus puller on set that day <laughs> it's that you know that second where it's kind of fuzzy just shows that lizard has has lost his footing in the world momentarily because he was so close to and reliant on toad so that was also a nice little moment for me and that's it i've just flashed you timer stopped i believe it's a record that was a quick one that was a, that's what the timer says quick uh is just what that's exactly yeah i use a very strange timer so louis if you had to rate the five deadly venoms out of one to five deadly venoms deadly venoms oh my god <laughs> How many deadly venoms would you give? How many deadly I venoms would... would you train before eventually boiling yourself in a pot? <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know what, I would, I'm going to give this one out of five deadly venoms, Ooh. but I'm choosing venom number six and I'm training, I'm actually training him to be as good as five deadly venoms kind of a, a rating within a rating. Yeah, exactly. I give it one sweet toad. Sweet, sweet toad. He was the best of them all. R.I.P. Toad. He was... Dope. So if you want to tell us what you thought of this movie, if you did manage to watch it before it released, the episode released, and you were not <laughs> tricked yeah. by our official announcements, which always take those with a grain what of salt. What an idiot. You, you're such a dumbass for listening to us. Yeah. You've been duped. <laughs> yeah, it is on Netflix, uh, so it it's, should be easy to track down. Uh, is that South African Netflix? Yeah, I guess it's different all over the place. Huh? Yeah, it's not on uh, Hong Kong Netflix or the really? Netherlands Netflix. Yeah, weird, huh? Do I thought it definitely would have been yeah. on Hong Kong, but... No, it's not available. Do the Shaw Brothers have their own like streaming service? I highly doubt it because I don't know if they're still making films, but it's definitely an interesting thing to check out uh, in future. Because if they are, man, I want to watch their latest movie because, oh boy, I wonder what. Oh boy, I wonder what it could be about. As always, you can find us on uh, the Twitter box where we twit at you. Uh, we're at Stay Scary there. We're on the Book of Faces at stay scary although we're not so active on facebook anymore oh, it's mainly yeah. just it's mainly like sharing uh b-movie related articles and memes and yeah that sort of thing, which is fun i think that's what i like about it at this point is that it's it's not really about the podcast as much as it is just a fun little place to share some memes and fun articles and so on it is a, a place for celebrating the genre of B-films yeah. more than it is a place for celebrating us, which I also feel like the podcast is that, which is good yeah. because that's what it's about. Exactly. It's about uh, being positive. Yeah, about B-movies and then sometimes laughing at them. Most of the times exactly. laughing at them. But in a, in a good-natured sort of way. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Next time on Be Positive, oh, this is I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, Are we going back time, to our randomly no generated? I have a couple of like special months. Like I want to keep on doing some themed months. One of the themes coming up is Casper Van Dien month. Okay. Uh, which is a pretty good act, B movie actor that I would like to uh, revisit. 
Cameron Mitchell, we're still we're still yeah, we in still the pipeline that. with that one. I think the next episode just, is probably going to be a big one. We might do a bit of a Twitter poll. Uh, I'll collect okay. some some like classics, some cult cult classics, and okay, cool, we can cool, do a, cool. a, a poll on Twitter, and you can let us know what it be that you need. Yes, we we also do need at some point to whittle down our list again because i think we have like 150 movies on that list right now yeah yeah we've we've not been touching that list for at least five months what did we do for november okay november was the last time we did touch on it we we had the special themed month in october november we had two two regular episodes december was the christmas thing january was south african films yeah and this this was a lunar new year celebration month Yes. So well, whatever, who knows? Let's just yeah. uh, we'll see roll the dice, see what happens. Yeah. And then, as always, you stay scary. It's spooky when a man stands on your walls. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Every uh, every single time before we record, I'm like, I should I should write down. I should just spend some time, think about a good about catchphrase, and write it down, and use yeah, that. Yeah. And every single time, I forget. And I just have to it's say not whatever the to be. hell comes into my mind. Uh, and it's always gold. It's it's comedy gold is what it is. Uh, I always look forward. It's like one of my highlights is, is right at the end. I, I get to hear what sort of spooky connection you've made. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have been Louis. And I have and will potentially still be Fraser. You stay... You uh, say bye bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> you stay bye. Oh I, just, I, I just got boiled alive uh, in my pot right there. That's, that's <laughs> the exact second I died. Uh, well, I'm glad we ma- managed to keep it together through most of the episode and then just completely fall apart at the end, which is, which is fucking classic. <laughs>